Hey, everybody, welcome back to Tassel Talks. I'm Katie Capshaw. And I'm Blake Hopper. So this is episode four. Can you believe it already? Four? We are just trucking along, Blake. I know, it'll be Christmas before we know it. Bobby oh. is probably already putting out their Christmas stuff. <laughs> we got to get to May before we can talk about Christmas. I know, I know. I know. My goodness. Seven well, we got a lot going on this episode. We have a special guest. Mm-hmm. Krista Cordry is going to talk to us about Battle of the Books in Tennessee. That'll be very exciting. She's also our illustrious webmaster. She does lots and lots of things for us and keeps Tassel running, really. She really does. She's always getting emails from me. Krista, help. Help, help. help. With a smile on her face. She does, too. Always happy about it. If if we didn't have Krista, I don't know what we would do. Oh, that's amen. Amen, sister. <laughs> And we're going to give some announcements. We have some book talks and we're going to talk about school library month, right? Mm-hmm. Is that the plan? Okay. Mm-hmm. Awesome. Well, let's begin. It's time for segment one. Tassel announcements. All right. Our first announcement is a reminder about summer pd summer pd is quickly approaching and i sent out a beg and a plea email if you are willing to um present please 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 fill out the form it's super easy it's super easy it's the best way ever to uh to dip your toes into uh presenting so and it's when we have all kinds of uh sessions spread our uh pd sites spread out across the state because that's what y'all wanted yeah i wanted should we give them some ideas of some things they could talk about people always ask for makerspace ideas book talks book talks what else do they ask about programming ideas Mm -hmm. the latest and new newest updates to tell which we will have Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. we'll do a special pebble going with uh david and andrea so we'll be nice nice Uh, they're always asking for just being able to present ideas to do lessons on and activities right. that you can do in your library. So any of that stuff, don't think that it's not good. Do it. That's exactly right. I've sat in some um, sessions at conference and summer PD that mm-hmm. they just shared like some of the best things they did in their library, lessons and activities. And yep. everyone always says those are the best ones. So anything you can think of that could be helpful. If you've done a great lesson, well, come tell us about it or grab a friend and you can each tell um, if you have genre-fied your library and you want to talk about how you did it. People are always curious about that. If you are like Blake and have binge your library, yes, you're going to have to come up with like a cool way to say that. You know, they have like dynamic shelving and genre-fied. You're going to be you're like, gonna binge. you're going to binge your library. You're going to bend it. <laughs> or we'll work on that. I could present on that. You could. I think people might be interested in it. So just anything that you can think of that you, even if you saw it somewhere else and implement it in your library, that will help someone who's nervous about it. Mm-hmm. Just, any, just any little old thing that you can think of, we'll take it yeah. and, it'll, and it'll be great. So sign up to do that. Please, please, please sign up by April-ish, the end of the month. I'll give you to the end of the month. So then yeah. I can start building schedules. Um, you can also use this on your professionalism rubric. Yep. You Don't sound mind. really fancy to your principal if you tell them that you did a PD for the state. 
don't make me have to call you out on it and email you like I had to do Elizabeth Shepard last year. Oh. So, yes. Somebody so, already emailed me and asked me to present. So I'll be in Murfreesboro if you want to come see me. There you go. I'll be there too. Yay. Um, and registration is opened up as well. So you can go ahead and register for Summer PD, $25. You can attend all um, you can attend all sessions, all sites, all the things. That's such a good deal. Now, isn't there a perk if you present? What do you get? Oh, it's free. It's free. <gasps> free. Free ninety nine. And there's zero string. Well, there are strings attached. You have to present, but that's it. There's no <laughs> hidden fees. So you can present once, and then you can attend attend all the summer PD you want for free. Yep. Yep. That's a deal right there. So all you people who are you know, maybe you struggle to get your district to pay for your PD or you're just cheap. This is a good way to save money. Yep. Yep. Because yep. gas is expensive and eggs are expensive. So right. yes. There you go. Yep. So, I love it. Tell us about ASL and oh yeah. So a couple other PD uh oh <laughs> couple other PD opportunities you have um being part of Tassel. Of course we have Tassel Conference our annual conference, which takes place in Murfreesboro. It is in November this year. So it's the first weekend in November and it's actually going to be Sunday, Monday, Tuesday. So we are probably going to be flip-flopping back and forth between Sunday, Monday, Tuesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday, maybe kind of every other year just to help out people who <clears throat> it's kind of split on who wants what schedule. So, and November was just the date we could get with the embassy suite. So it's the first weekend in November. And a couple of weeks before that is ASL's conference, which they only have every other year. This year it's in Tampa, Florida. So you could take a fun road trip or you could fly, go to the, you know, beach. It'll be exciting. And ASL is always a good time to meet with a lot of librarians who are, um, all across the country, you can make connections, see all those people that you see and talk to on Twitter or um, Instagram. You get to meet them live and in person. It's a lot of fun. So I really encourage you to go. Um, I went for the first time two years ago in Utah, and it was just, it was a great time. I love conferences anyways. I'm a conference junkie, but it's a really good one. Um, it's tailored just for school librarians, and that's really not something you see all the time. So there's some great PDs for uh, you to check out. And that is all for our TASEL announcements, I think. Blake, do we have any other TASEL announcements? I don't think so. I think that's it. Oh, we do want to say, just a reminder, that the um, P.O. box has changed this year. So be sure... Yes. If you're sending your membership or you're paying for your summer PD, make sure that your bookkeepers have that updated Knoxville address. If they don't have a Knoxville PO box, it's wrong. So mm -hmm. go to the TASA website and make sure you have the right address. Mm -hmm. Now we're going to head into segment two with our guest. Segment two. Krista Cordray. Yay. Hello. Nice to be here. Yeah, so excited <laughs> to have you on uh, because I'm excited about Battle of the Books. So I'm glad that you agreed to hop on here. Do you do Battle of the Books in your district, Katie? We haven't yet. Um, and they did a few years ago. Um, I have done Battle of the Books when I was in elementary. 
Um, and I think it's a great thing and I'd like to get back into it. So I'm super excited to hear from Krista and really just kind of dig in and see if I can make that happen next year. Mm -hmm. Yep. So in my district too, we're excited because we're doing our own right now just to get our toes wet in it. So I'm doing a three, four one and a five, eight one. So I've been batting ideas back and forth with Krista. So super excited to hear from her. So Krista, why don't you give us a little background about what Battle of the Books is and your grassroots efforts to get it started and all those great things. Okay, so grassroots effort to get it started sounds really big, but I actually am copying. I uh, learned about Battle of the Books from Metro Nashville Public Schools when I was a librarian there. I started at Procone High School, so I did it on the high school level, and it was one of the best ways that I um, connected with my high school readers. Uh, so they loved it and they got me to love it. And then I moved to a middle school in Metro Nashville and my middle schoolers were crazy about it. So uh, I just uh, developed programming around that. Now I'm at a middle and a high school, but I'm not in a county that um, has historically done a battle of the books and we don't have that many schools. So even if we did one, it would be very few teams involved. So. I decided I would just open it up. We've learned how to go virtual in the last couple of years. So uh, we do it virtually. Um, the middle school this year is gonna be hybrid. So uh, we are, those who are in middle Tennessee are gonna meet at a school and do it in person. And we're gonna zoom in all the people who aren't. And it's, I just love it. It's a great way to connect with our readers um, and even readers from across the state. That's so. awesome, that's <laughs> awesome. So are you doing it with high school? So you said the high, the middle school is hybrid mm -hmm. and are you doing high school battle of the books too, or just middle school right now? Well, uh, we were doing both just this last week. We actually, unfortunately had to cancel the high school. We put a lot of work into it. I know a lot of kids did too, but some of our uh, teams had to back out and they had other things going on on the day that we had scheduled. So it just didn't mm. work out for high school this year, uh, okay. but the middle school is currently still scheduled for the first weekend in May. Awesome. Awesome. So what exactly is involved in Battle of the Books? Like what do, what does a coach do? What do the students do? Sure. So the coach is responsible for gathering the readers and giving them a space and practice time or discussion time for the books. Uh, the readers are responsible for reading the books. So we used the Volunteer State Book Awards list, and uh, that includes 20 books, which is a lot. We thought about narrowing that down, but just stuck with the full list, and I'm really glad that we did. Um, our uh, different schools do it different ways. This year at my school, I had a school-wide book club for the middle school ages, and we specifically did book groups around each of the Volunteer State Book Awards. We've gotten 18 out of 20 done, um, and the other two they're just going to do on their own. Um, the um, Last middle school that I went to, we actually, I let the kids form their own teams, which they love. They came up with little team names and they came to the library and during lunch every Friday and uh, just did like discussions about their books with their team and then did little trivia with me in the library. And uh, so I've done it different ways where they form their own teams and are responsible for their own reading or where I direct their reading through a book club. But uh, that's kind of how it works. So we just gather and talk about the books and then answer trivia questions as a competition. Okay, and so how many kids make up a team if they're going to compete at the state level or however it works? Yes, yeah, so uh, I think the standard team is like three to five students, so that's what we stuck with. I kind of researched what other people did, and five was about the average, mm -hmm. so we say a minimum of three, maximum of five, mm -hmm. and um, 
you can right now I'm allow I'm allowing multiple teams from each school. So some some schools even brought two or three teams to the table, and that was cool. Um, if it ever gets really big, we'll narrow that down a little bit. But right now, it's it gives us more competition, so it's fun. Um, what was the other part of your question? I've already forgotten it. <laughs> um, I think that was it. How many kids make up a team? Yeah. And so if you want to see like a really cheesy demo video of this, I filmed myself in every role. Uh, it took me a really ridiculously long time, but it was a lot of fun. And so if you look at my YouTube channel, which is Krista Cordry is my YouTube name, just all one word. Uh, you can actually see me playing the roles of student and coach and librarian all in one video. <laughs> oh, that's awesome. That's you did awesome. a good job. I watched part of it and I need to go back and refresh myself on that too, because it was really good. And it's not cheesy. I mean, oh. it's really helpful to me. I mean, it really showed me I'm <laughs> about doing this in my district. Um, so I really wanted to see it played out because I really couldn't wrap my head around yeah. how it was done. Now I was listening to another podcast this weekend, School Library United with Amy Herman, and she had someone on there talking about Battle of the Books and she talked about different things they do in their Battle of the Books. So she was talking about like cahoots and all this stuff. Do you do all that as well? So talk yeah, about Yeah, so when my teams meet at the current school that I'm at, White House Heritage High School, we actually uh, will do, I've done gim kits with them. I, I basically, uh, as we compile the, the questions, I save some of those questions off to the side for the official competition, but release a few of them out for um, teams to practice with. So all the librarians also get practice questions for their teams. And I used those to make cahoots and gim kits. Uh, I think I shared the gim kit with librarians, but I don't know that I made a cahoot that I shared this year, but they have the ability to do that because they have all the practice questions available. Um, and so we've done that and they, they like it. Um, especially when one time I didn't do a gim kit or anything. I just did. I gave them little slips of paper and made them, um, made them write down the title of the book and get it up to me. And I gave bonus points for whoever got there first. And it was like, uh, they were stampeding to the front. I had to cut it off because they were tackling each other at the front of the room to get the book <laughs> But yeah, so we've done some of those as practices. We've discussed doing them as like a lead up to the actual event, but I haven't been able to work out the logistics of that. So just the one event. Okay. Officially. And, and in the I, actual officially official event, you just it's like quiz bowl style where you ask the question and the kids have to buzz in. Is that how it works? Uh, well, no. So you go back and forth with each other. Um, so you take turns there's like 20 questions in a round. So each team's going to get uh, 10 questions assigned okay. to them. And you'll say, team one, uh, in which book does um Harry, or which in which book does a kid live under the stairs in a cupboard? And the team would respond, Harry Potter. But if they got it wrong, they the other team has a chance to steal their answer and get okay. a point from them. Yeah, yeah, that's how we did it too. That's, that's so then we do a total points. We uh, we do it kind of round robin style. So we do four or five rounds uh, that way, and then whoever the top three teams with the most points uh, will go in like a final battle round at the very end. Fun. Yeah, that sounds great. Like, <laughs> what question did you have? I think I cut so, you off. Um, how, do you, um, how do you do your teams? How do you pick? Did you answer that already? Uh, so, uh, sort of. At my last school, I let them choose their teams. 
Um, so I actually had five teams. I could only take one to the official battle. Uh, so I did an in-house or I was planning an in-house battle. We got out for COVID, so that never happened. Uh, but we had uh, five teams. They formed their own. I did a little sign up. I announced it, said, if you want to sign up, here's a team sign up form. Get your friends together and do it. Uh, they came up with their little team names and they all volunteered to read certain books on the list so they could cover them all. And then all I did was provide them a hall pass to get them from the lunchroom to the library on Fridays. And they ate their lunch in the library, which I know some librarians would freak out about, but I don't care. Um, so they ate their lunch in the library. And while they did, they talked about their books or did trivia questions with me about their books. Um, this year, I took a different approach because I was trying to build a bigger community. So I um, I just had a, lar a large book club for the middle school. I have like 20 kids. And then from that book club, those who wanted to participate in Battle of the Books are forming their teams. Okay. Yeah, we, uh, in mine, we, we had teacher input pick, like kids that really mm -hmm. like to read and different things like that. So that seems similar-ish, I guess. Yeah. Uh, okay. Well, is there any, oh, the other thing I was going to ask you, what is a, um, what did you call that kit? A gim kit? Gim kit. Am I like? Oh, so you're behind, Blake. Uh -huh. You don't know what gim kit is? No. I would say it's I do. I feel so on top of it. It's a really, it's like a way that you, teachers can make, it's like a Kahoot, only way more fun. Yeah. So it's that. like the older, more mature version of Blook It, maybe. Okay. <laughs> yeah See, I'm stuck in primary land I don't know so yeah. maybe uh, there's other people out there that didn't know that so maybe you, can we link this in the show notes Katie is there links in the are there, are there sure show notes? we can do that so we need to put this Absolutely. stuff in the show notes to get it <laughs> we need to put her YouTube on there as well because that YouTube is pretty good <laughs> Maybe yeah, you can yeah, find yeah. a librarian to talk about GimKit and other such apps at your your summer. That PD. would be awesome. <laughs> I've played. Oh gosh, now I think I've played Blickit and not GimKit. I don't remember. We had a teacher book club, and the teachers that were running it did those with us. And I don't get to do those kinds of things very often in the library, so it was fun to be like a kid. Yeah. Um. <laughs> did so? Do you guys write your own questions? I think this is my last question. Oh, yeah. So the first year when we were piloting it last year, I wrote every question for every book, which meant I had to read all the books from middle and high school. And that was a lot. So this yeah. year when people signed up, I said, as part of your sign up, you are also volunteering to write questions for two books. And so every librarian who had a team come on board wrote questions for two books and sent those to me. And I they had to write 40 questions for each book, which is a lot. But I went through them and I kept 20 or 30 off to the side for the official competition. And I put 10 to 20 out for practice questions that they could use. And it would be like, I would look through it and see, oh, that that question could apply to a couple of books. So we're going to use that as a practice question and not the real one. Sure. Uh, that part. Yeah. yeah. And That's the awesome. questions rapid fire, like they're not in, like these questions are about this book, these questions about this, it's just all mixed up, right? Yeah. So I just scramble up the questions and give the librarians or the moderators, if I have volunteers, uh, to the question list and they just go straight down the list and ran, like the questions are listed randomly. Cool. Yeah. Well, I'm excited to try in my district and Chris was the one that inspired me to get this done and my district <laughs> is very excited too. Um, to participate this year so we're 
we're gonna we're gonna try it out so yeah and you have middle school you should join our teams next year for the big one <laughs> that's that's our goal that's our goal is to, to try that next year i give out a trophy to the winners so there's a trophy oh. on the line so if you would want to if somebody wants to participate in it for next year what what should they be on the lookout for uh, first thing to look out for is the Volunteer State Book Award list, which should come out for next year in the next couple of weeks. Uh, I think they're they're aiming to have those out around the end of April, beginning of May. So look for that because you want to start gathering your books. Can't have book clubs and readers without the book. So that's the first big step and the biggest hurdle probably to get over. Um, and then in August on the listserv, I send out all of uh, the invitations, I send them out two or three times with signups and uh, forms that you can fill out and question and answer. I think I did a question and answer Zoom last year. So uh, all the things in August on the e-list. Okay, awesome. So start gathering your books and then pay attention to the listserv in August. Perfect. Yeah, That sounds great. Anything else you want to tell us? Oh, I can't think of anything right now, but feel free to email me anytime. You probably see my email come across uh, the tassel emails a few times, but it's krista.cordry at rcstn.net. And we'll put it in the show notes. Oh, <laughs> that sounds <Sure> wonderful. Will. <laughs> All thank right. Well, thank you so much, Krista, for coming on. Well, no problem. Thanks for having me. All right, and now we are heading into segment three, and we're talking about, oh, is it three? Yes, it is three. We're talking about our month, school library month. Yay, April is school library month. So exciting. Yep, and last, the fourth was school librarian day. So hopefully you got a shout out or something from your district or your school. Uh, Yeah, hopefully you did. So we thought, we thought that, we would use this uh, segment to talk a few minutes about School Library Month and some things that you could do in your library for School Library Month. Um, so I guess I can go go first. If you you want. should go first. So uh, some things that I do in my library for School Library Month is I do a book display of like books that are about reading or about the library, um, diff- and different, uh, so I can just pull off the different books. So that's been really cool. Um, this year we're going to be reading the new book library fish and it is was just published so super excited about that one it's a really good story about a fish who um, gets uh, adopted by the library and he becomes a library fish and he is really fond of all the patrons until one day a snowstorm comes and there's no patrons so he uses his imagination and gets out of his fishbowl and goes on adventures all day long because you can go on all kinds of adventures in the library so super excited about that one. Um, and then we do some posts on social media. So just to, uh, just to highlight the library. And we uh, also do some bookmarks. And I hang some posters in the back of the library from my string in the back. I use clothespins to clip them up there. I've actually not got that done yet, but I'm going to. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. So that's some of the things that I do just to highlight the month. Oh, and... Uh, Thursday night I'm going to the board meeting and I'm passing out goodie bags to all of our school board members with a stat sheet, some information, a book, some candy um, to the goodie bag to the board members, our superintendent and our elementary supervisor. And also um, they're going to do a proclamation that's library month because we love libraries. 
So those are some easy ways to kind of get your name out to them. That was um, a lot, Blake. <laughs> we're working on a video too to put put out too. Like we ask the kids, like, "What do you love about your library? Are you a librarian?" And then we we show it on on the socials and send it to our supervisors and such. So, yeah, that's all I do. That's awesome. That's awesome. Um, yeah, I just say ditto whatever Blake says. That was awesome. <laughs> There are two um, things I thought of while you were doing that, though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I thought of two things. You, uh, you were talking about putting up a video with the kids. Uh -huh. who were yep. doing that. I did a much lower tech version of that for um, uh, Valentine's Day, actually. I said, love my library and just had kids leave love notes yeah. on the poster board for the library. And I think you could probably mm -hmm. use that for school library month, too. Yeah, I think that would be a great idea for school library month. Yeah, and then also vote on the Volunteer State Book Award. Host like a big uh, to-do about voting because the yeah. book awards are due by the end of this month if you're voting. Yeah, those are awesome ideas. ideas. Those are great ideas. Yeah, mm -hmm. I usually do a display and talk about it and try to um, have somebody say something about it on the announcements. And I have wanted to go to the school board meetings um, or have somebody go to the school board meetings for several years and just haven't in the current climate nobody seems to want us to do that so <laughs> even to say happy things so I'm waiting for the time when we can do that but yeah I think those are all really great ideas I think it'd be awesome to invite your legislator to come out mm -hmm. maybe you like them right now maybe you don't <laughs> Um, but it'd be a good time to invite those people to come, your board members, all those people to come to the library and visit. Um, it gets tricky in our world because of testing picks up so much of April. Yeah, April is a, Misty Jenkins has always said that we need to move school library month to like February or. I agree. Because it's a lot. It's a lot. It in, is. And school library, librarian day is the same as, week as assistant principal. principals. And so they yeah. get all the love. Yeah. So I agree. We need to talk with AASL about moving it. I agree wholeheartedly. So I'm in currently in laptop testing mode. So I haven't gotten to do a lot about libraries. Yeah. But I love all those things, Blake. Those are awesome ideas. Yeah. We try. We try around here. I'm sure that my uh, librarians in my district hate seeing my name pop up because I'm emailing them saying, I need this, I need this, I need this. Because we're compiling that whole stat sheet from the whole district. So we've checked out this many books and we've bought this many books and we've uh, helped this many teachers and done this and this and this and this. So, yeah, that's awesome, be, though. Yeah. Yeah. I'm taking I off. That's great. And we're going to compile it all and get it all ready and then go to the board meeting. So that's we'll wonderful. Yeah. Be sure to post from the board meeting. We want to see you there. <laughs> I will. I'll make someone take my picture. I'll wear a librarian shirt. Too. I might wear my shirt that says America needs school libraries on that day. There you go. That's good. I think it's just a great time to advocate for yourself. Whatever you can do to advocate for yourself, yep. for your library. Mm -hmm. um, it's a great, great thing to do. Post mm -hmm. about it on social media, if nothing else. Mm -hmm. So all wonderful ideas, Blake. And if you have some great ideas you want to share with us, be sure to drop us a line. You can uh, message us on social medias or you can email us. We would love, or you can comment on our show. We would love to hear from you. If you have some great school library 
month ideas. We'll be happy to share them next month, even though it's over. That can help us in the future. We can say this is viewer comments. That's right. All about it. So and please. questions. We're still waiting for those questions. Yes. All right. I think that's good for segment three. You feel good about it? I feel good. All right. And now it's time for... Book Talks, segment book four. Book Talks, segment four, Book Talks. Woo, 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 Book Talks. All right, am I going first this time? Sure. I don't remember. Yeah, go for it. Yes, I am. Okay. So my middle grades read for this month, Book Talk is going to be, I'm going to be kicking it old school. This is an oldie, but a goodie. Um, it is a series. I will admit I've only read the first book. I have not read the series but my students love to read it. And it most recently has become, I'm pretty sure it's Netflix, a Netflix show, which I did watch and I was intrigued by. I really liked it after I read the first book. So it's the school for good and evil. Um, it is pretty good. It's a kind of a twist on fairy tales, but not your, it's a fairy tale-ish world, but not with like Cinderella, Sleeping Beauty, those kind of fairy tales. Just you're in the fairy tale world somewhere. So. Um, there, uh, there are these two girls who are friends in their village, and one is like a princessy, perfect, pretty girl all the time, and she tries to be nice, but really she's awful. She's really shallow, and she's just in it for herself because she's like the most beautiful girl in town, but nobody really likes her because she's mean. And then there, the other, the he's a mean girl. girl. But she does it in the name of being nice. So she befriends this girl who lives in a in a graveyard with her her mom. So um, she the I wish I could remember their names now. I've read too many books to remember everyone's name. So the good girl supposedly befriends this other girl who is not good um, supposedly, and she befriends her as her good deed, so that when when the when the people come to steal them and take them to the school of good and evil, she'll be taken for the school for good. So the girl that she befriends looks like a witch. They call her mama witch. She's like apparently not beautiful. And um, no one wants to be her friend. Her only friend is a cat. And then this princessy girl. But inside, in her heart, she's really sweet and looks out for others and really thinks the other girl is her true friend. So they get carried away, kidnapped, and sent to the school for good and evil, and they get dropped off in the opposite schools because of how they really are on the inside. And this whole thing just does not go well. <laughs> so it's pretty fun. It's pretty interesting. And the kids that read it love it. Now, it is a big book. It's a big, thick book. So your, your average reader might not be into it, but your kids who really, really like to read um, girls I tend to see are more interested in it than boys most of the time but um, it's just a great one to offer to kids who like fantasy and maybe might be into fairy tales a little bit so and it's a show so anytime you can get somebody you know if they're interested in the show they love to read the book so that's what I would highlight the school for good and evil I think there's like six of them it's so, on Netflix. Which one? okay Netflix. I thought that's what Netflix. you said I believe it's Netflix I don't think it's Disney. I believe it's Netflix. So well, that sounds good. I've never there heard of go. that. Yeah. Which, good. Like I said, I'm always stuck in primary land. 
So uh, I think it, we had them at elementary school. One of them that I was at where there were some big time readers, but it's been around for a little while, but middle it's middle grades. And then my adult book that I just started to read, my grown up book is The Nightingale. Um, and it is set in France during World War II, the beginning of it. On, was this on your Instagram? Yes. And I just was reading all the light we cannot see, which also took place in France during World War II. And unfortunately, as become has has become my way, it went back to Libby before I was done. It was like the third book in a row that has happened to me. But this, all the light we cannot see is good. It is very slow. So if you're going to read it, just be prepared to dig in. It's a good book, but it's really slow. I'm still not sure how it ended, but I found somebody, another school has it. They're going to send it to me so I can finish it and on the real book because I'm really mad about it. But it also took place in France and Germany. So there was a lot of French accents. And this Nightingale book, everyone has a French accent. So I feel like in the grocery store, I was like shopping. And in my head, I was trying to remember what I needed. And I had a French accent <laughs> in my head, the conversations of my head. I was like, Oh, I need to stop oh, listening to this. <laughs> it's like, I only listened to because of Winn-Dixie, the audiobook, And the person who read it has a really thick Southern accent. So every time I would read that aloud to students, I would have like a really thick Southern accent like that. So those audiobooks really mess with your mind. So I recommend them both for now, although I don't know how they end. They might be terrible, but for now they're interesting. Well, there you go. Those sound interesting. That's it. That's it. All right, Krista, you want to share yours? Sure. I, um... I actually read this at the end of last year, but there's one called The School for Whatnots by Margaret Peterson Haddix. It's one of her newer books, oh, yeah. and it's a science fiction book um, in which a really rich family does not want their kid um, in the world and learning bad habits from all the other people, and so they create a school full of whatnots which are robots and they look and act just like human beings and he goes to school with them except maybe they're not all robots because a few humans get snuck into the mix too and so uh as he grows the robots also grow with him they get changed every year to update with him and uh when his best friend suddenly disappears he has to figure out what happened to her that sounds interesting. Mm -hmm. that, what level did you say that was? That was The School for Whatnots by Margaret Peterson Haddix. What Middle grade. Middle oh, grade. What grade level? It was, it's probably upper elementary to middle school. Okay. I think that I may have seen that one floating around Instagram, maybe. I think what I really liked about it is the narrator in that story is really unique. Like, uh, I listen to it. And so the narrator keeps addressing the audience um, in a way that most books do not. And uh, the narrator even seems surprised by events that happen in the book sometimes. And I don't think you get that from a lot of books. So it was very unique in that respect. Oh, that's fun. I have read a few books like that. Um, a Tale Dark and Grim is like that. I don't know if you've read those books. The narrator is like, if you if you are if you have a queasy stomach stop reading now I mean it's it's really <laughs> funny I love those kinds of things and it is rare so that is good yeah 
Okay. All right, Mr. Blake. All right, mine is the first one is a. Nude. I'm gonna warn you, Krista. Blake usually has like ten. What? <laughs> but it's because they're all picture books, so he can read a lot faster than the rest. Of <laughs> I read three chapter books over break. <gasps> Look at you! I'm so proud. Yes. Uh, so I read. Thank you, teacher. It is a new book by. Hold on a second. <laughs> he has to go get the book. <laughs> Kate Berry. And it is all about basically the end of the year. And you know how the end of the year is always super sad on us. And we hate losing our kids. And we are sad to see them go because they've grown so much. It puts all those emotions into one book. So I'm really excited to share with my kids. See, look, the teacher's crying. So um, it's super good. Um, I can't wait to share with my kiddos at the end of the year, but it really does encompass all the feelings that we're going through at the end of the year. And the kids are sad too. Most of your kids are sad to go and leave you because they've, it's I mean, they've true. been with you 10 months. So um, yeah. Not always in middle school. Yeah, middle school. They're not always sad, but a lot of times they are. Katie, <laughs> I always say that like Katie is special because she loves middle school. And I guess Krista you are yeah. as well uh so and then my other one was uh too pig to fail and it's by rob harrell he started a graphic novel series and pig is a superhero and pig is there to save the day so in this case this uh, this graphic novel had two stories in it and the first one was pig was having to save them from the evil janitor that had stolen time and they were stuck in math class for hours <laughs> <laughs> oh, they had to figure out how to save the day and nobody knows that he's super pig so you had to leave the room chain and go <laughs> so then we uh so that he had solved that one and then in the second one he has a an idol superhero character that is in a tv show and then he finally gets to meet this idol and guess what the idol is a what? little snobby oh oh but then he ends up having to do something for the snobby actor so uh, my kids are really liking that one. Uh, I read some more, but I won't book talk those this time. I'll save those for next time. Um, <laughs> there, if you're if you have little, if you're in the littles, um, Harper has started uh, something called Harper Chapters. It's kind of like the Branches series from Scholastic. Oh yeah, I like those. those Harper Chapter books are excellent for your your high first graders, second graders, third graders. They're not so intimidating that they're afraid to try to read it. So it's good for them to tiptoe into. So yeah. also sometimes those kids just there are some of those first second graders that really want a chapter book. Yes. They might not be able to tackle it actually. Wow. The stamina is just not there. Right. The excellent readers, but they don't have the stamina to do it. Yeah, that's awesome. Uh, yeah. I did uh, fact check my book talk really quick and it is on Netflix. And okay. the girls are Sophie is the girl who seems good but is really evil. And Agatha is the girl who seems evil but it's really good there you go i was like i feel bad that i don't remember their names <laughs> sophie and agatha <laughs> of course the book's probably always better but i have to pull that up and look at it yeah the book was better but the movie was pretty good i will admit so the book started in 2013 i think 2013 2014 and then the last one was put out in 2020 and then the show came out in 2022 okay. so not too outdated. Cool. You got anything else for us, Blake, as far as the book talks? That's it. That's it. 
So we are we are finishing our podcast earlier than normal. We're so good. Yes. We, we got it done today. That's right. Well, all right. All right. Well, thanks so much for t- coming to, well, not coming, for listening to Tassel Talk. We love you. If no one else tells you that they do or don't, that's right. we'll, we'll t- tell you that. We love you and we appreciate you and we know you're doing a great job. That's right. So give yourself a pat on the back and tune in <laughs> next time. All right. See you. All right. Happy reading, everybody. Bye-bye.